Hello, and welcome to the Soul Star channel. My name is Tiffany Thexton, your sparkly soul sister, and I'm here to shed light on simple and easy ways to empower you to live your best magical life. It's time to channel in and connect with the highest version of yourself so that you're living in joy, gratitude, positivity, and flow. Thank you for pushing play. Let's go. Hello, in this Expander Series episode, I interview Chrissy Royal. Chrissy is a life design coach and an expert in human design. She is the one that actually did my human design reading a couple months ago, and it was so amazing. It allowed me to really understand myself and connect with myself on a deeper level and understand more about my soul's plan and soul's purpose and my intuition. So in this episode, she shares on how to find out about your human design and what human design you are. We go through the five main human design energy types. And my favorite part is that she really dives deep into intuition. We're always like meant to like, oh, just trust your intuition, go with your intuition. Like, what does that mean? And where do we hold that in our bodies? Because everyone's different and it's so important. The first kind of step into trusting your intuition is to actually knowing where that is in your body. And we go through that in in a lot of detail. And then she gives a couple of energy care tips at the end, which is just so beautiful in order for you to protect your own energy. So she reads human design charts for people, but she also does them for children as well, which I think is such an amazing tool to give kids to better deeply connect with themselves and the world around them from a very young age, which you know that I'm very, very passionate about. This is such an inspiring episode. I know you'll get so much from it. So without further ado, here is my episode with Chrissy Royal on my Expander series. Hello, Chrissy. Welcome to the channel. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm just so excited for this episode because I've really delved into human design and I've asked Chrissy to come on because it is a really big world and it's a lot of information. Did you want to talk a little bit about yourself and how you got into human design? Yeah, sure. So where do I start? Well, um, I think for me, like my journey really started from college when I went into university and I went straight into a psychology degree. So from a very young age, I've always been someone that's been really intrigued with humans, like how we do things, like how, you know, the thoughts that we think and how we behave. And so naturally I just followed my interest and studied psychology, which then led me down a path of life coaching. And then I stumbled across human design. And so Human design has been this really beautiful tool that has illuminated me and then obviously uh, my clients to really the core of who we are. And so I have always been someone that has looked outside of myself for like direction or validation and guidance. And so understanding my human design was really the first tool that allowed me to cultivate such a deep level of self-trust that I now no longer felt the need to kind of like look outside of myself. And so it's been really powerful personally, like how it's impacted my life. But then I I think it's just such a potent and illuminating tool to be able to embed into my work with clients. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I got into the world of human design. And how did you even hear about it? Was it from a lecturer or a friend? 
Yeah. So one of my friends was um, mad into human design. And at the time it like piqued my interest, but um, it wasn't something that I, I didn't end up diving into the rabbit hole straight away. Um, it wasn't till a little bit later that I just, it just kind of reemerged that desire. And I just kind of, yeah, kind of dove in and I haven't looked back since. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before we get into um, a lot of discussion on human design and the finer intricacies of it, I'm just going to ask you all the questions I ask my people that come on to my expander series. So my expander series are people who expand me and you helping me learn about my human design has definitely expanded me into like a bigger and better human being. Um, but let's get into these questions. What is your star sign? So I'm an Aries. Aries. Do you feel like an Aries? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and then what is your human design? So I am a 5-1 sacral generator. Mm, okay, we'll get into more of that in a second. <laughs> what are you grateful for in your life right now? I think it's just a general and like an overall greatness, I think, for my perspective on life now and the way that I feel. I feel like a real deep sense of contentment and satisfaction in life now and then you still feel really like excited for the future. But previously, I think that I was always just so focused on like forward momentum that I wasn't able to really just enjoy life now. And so that experience has been such a shift and something that I'm so grateful for to actually feel such a deep contentment and appreciation for life now. Yeah, beautiful. And I am obviously all about manifesting. What are you manifesting or wanting to bring into your life at the moment? Uh, Again, everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So from a personal level, like we are doing a lot of work and, you know, pouring a lot of love into our home here at the moment, which is really exciting. And so there's lots of um, beautiful things that I'm manifesting to kind of continually make our home a sanctuary Mm -hmm. and then from a like in the world of my business I have the calling of this group program just waiting to be birthed and so I'm just again allowing that to kind of simmer and 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 work its magic and kind of come to fruition so I'm working with that I'm manifesting that into reality beautiful and how do you live the highest version of yourself I think it's just in connecting to myself daily I believe that when we think of, you know, when we say our highest version, a lot of the time we can put this highest version of ourselves on a pedestal. So it's like, I will be my highest version when it's like almost again, becomes an unattainable kind of or never ending goal. And so being able to actually just allow myself to be my most truest self, like my most fully expressed self every day. And this doesn't always look like, you know, again, when we think of highest self, it's Mm -hmm. not all like rainbows and butterflies and, you know, radiant, but it's just actually allowing the truth of me, the, the, the true me to radiate every day to me, that is, you know, honoring my true self, my highest self. Yeah. Awesome. And then this is the expander series. So I always ask, um, who expands you or who inspires you? Yeah, I love this. I'm really fortunate that I have got such a beautiful group of soul sisters who are all soulpreneurs in their own right. And so I'm so fortunate to be surrounded by such a beautiful group of friends who are all um, you know, supportive and really motivating, but also really inspiring themselves like in the work that they do. So I would definitely say um, my soul sisters. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And were you always were you always like that? Like did you always have a good kind of group of women around you? 
I've always had really incredible friends, but Mm -hmm. I think more so than late in the last few years, just really aligning to the work that I do. I think I've naturally, you know, attracted like-minded females who are also, you know, being very kind of courageous and sharing their, you know, message or their work with the world. So yeah, definitely it's, it's really deepened the Mm -hmm. connections that I've, I've, I've fortunate to have now. It's definitely deepened more so later in life. Yeah, that that's very similar to my story because I always used to want to work by myself or hang out with a lot of like male energy. And then when I called in, we have a, a little goddess group that we used to have like every week. Once I started doing that and hanging out with the feminine, well, everything just started becoming so much more abundant. And the second I stopped pushing people away or like being jealous of them or judging them and all of that and just let beautiful women in. And I've just, yeah, it's just a beautiful feeling, isn't it? To be supported by other women. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you a little bit about my experience with human design. If you asked me five years about astrology, human design, um, numerology, any of that, I would have been like, oh, that's so weird. Let's just change the subject. I probably would have never even like listened to anything like this. So I started off with astrology always knowing that I was like a Scorpio. And then I went into a lot more about astrology, the astrological charts. And then I remember at one of these goddess circles, they were like, what's your human design? And I was like, what is that? And at the moment I wasn't ready to take in that information. So I figured out what I was. I'm a manifesting generator. And I had a little look online. I was like, oh yeah, sure. And then I was working with this business coach one-on-one and she's like, when's your birth date and what's your time? I'm like, oh, I already know my astrology. Don't worry about it. And she's like, no, I'm going to do human design. And then she sent me all this information about manifesting generators. And I was like, how do they know me? How do they know that? I just felt it is explaining everything in my life and who I was. And I was like, oh, okay. Then I still put on the back burner and I just was like, oh, I'm kind of getting into it. Then over this last couple of months, I've been very, very interested in it. I went to an event and one of the ladies did a little presentation on it. And I was like, oh, I need to know more of this. But then I manifested someone to help me because as you know, it is massive. You can go down a rabbit hole for hours online, just on the Google. And I was like, okay, I need to manifest someone um, to help me with this. And I manifested you. So my friend um, Nika did her reading from you. And then she's like, okay, you have to go to this girl. And I was like, yep, done. Cause I just, I just knew that that was the time. And then I booked in a session with you and I was so amazed that it wasn't just even about just the manifesting generator that it was like, we had an hour and a half call of you almost talking consistently and Everything you were saying, I was like, does she know me? Is there like cameras in here or something? And it's just really opened up my eyes. So I, I really love this. And I'm still probably at the beginning of my journey. And I'm so glad I got someone like you to help me. Because again, I, I'm very good at Googling and learning and all that. But I just needed someone to just put it all in a beautiful package with um, for me. So did you want to just talk um, briefly about how they can find people can find out about their human design and um, what maybe the five main categories are? Yeah, sure. So for anyone that's listening at home, you can play along at home. So I typically use uh, mybodygraph.com. So you'll need to have all your birth details. So date, time and place, time being the more um, crucial of the elements, because 
this is the portal in which your soul chose to incarnate Earthside. And so the portal in which you arrived here is the portal in which you were encrypted with your specific set of energies. And so once you have this information, you can um, head to one of these platforms and you will pull up what we call like your human design chart, your body graph. And so basically what this this graph or this um, chart is, is your soul's master plan. I think of it as your energetic identity. It is showing you or telling you who you came here to be before the world told and taught you otherwise. And so it's very powerful. Like you kind of alluded, it's just, it has this uncanny ability to tell you exactly who you are. And, and that really is the, the beautiful experience of human design is that I would say like 100% of the time, 90% of the time, like what you were hearing is shouldn't be anything new to you because it's it's a resonance. And basically for me, my personal experience is that I walked away feeling so truly seen and understood probably for like the first time in my life, like the real, like the deepest, most um, seen and understood I've ever felt. And so as you shared, the world of human design um, is really deep and it's really, you know, there's a lot there. And so we will kind of bring this back to is just touching on the the energy type. So your energy type is similar to like, say your star sign in astrology. It really is this like overarching flavor of your energy. And it really provides insight as to like how you're here to work with energy. So again, we all have beautiful gifts. We didn't all come here to be the same and play life in the same way. And so really understanding your energy type is a real beautiful first step. And so we have manifestors, um, and so they make up roughly 10% of the population. These guys are, there's an in- inherent independence to them. They are the ones that are here to rally and to really initiate energy. So I think of them as like the spark. They are really here to kind of like kickstart movements, to be able to kind of rally energy behind them. It's very much about like they have the universal permission slip to like go and make shit happen. Like they can just have the, the the urge, the desire and start moving and bring it to kind of fruition. We then have projectors who make up approximately 20% of the population. And these guys are here to guide energy. So they are incredible, like visionaries. They are so gifted in what they see. And, you know, they really are here to provide and to illuminate us into kind of better ways of doing things, smarter, more efficient, more supportive, more nourishing ways of doing things. So they've got this, again, this incredible gift and being able to really deeply see things and people and just that obviously informs their knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to share that manifestors and projectors are not defined um, in their sacral energy center. And so what this means is that the energy is going to work in really really focused and potent bursts. And so naturally they are not designed to kind of keep up with the rest of the world at this like crazy pace that we've been taught is normal and kind of leads to success. And so naturally their energy, their bodies, you know, it's it's a natural built in boundary keeper that stops them from just unintentionally or just kind of wasting their precious energy sources. But if that's not something that they can, that they realize within themselves, they might internalize that or condition or that, you know, they might have these limiting beliefs to feel like that there is, you know, maybe something wrong or that like, why can't I keep up? And the beautiful gift is that, you know, you know better, you're not designed to. We then have our generators and our manifesting generators. So you're a manifesting generator. I'm a pure um, generator. And so 
while there are similarity, similarities to us, there is also some differences, but I'll, I'll kind of touch on our similarities first. So we are defined by our sacral energy centers. So what this means is that we have a fixed and consistent access to life force energy. So we are here to generate energy, to really share energy with the rest of the collective. And, the, and how we do this is that ultimately we should be pursuing joy. We should be pursuing the things that light us up and that excite us because when we're doing that, we're stoking the sacral fire. So we're creating you know, this beautiful energy for us to be able to to devote into what it is that we are doing. But then it's also creating this surplus and this overflow for the rest of the collective to play into. And so being sacredly defined, it means that we we have this ability to just go, 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 go. And so obviously this can be a really, you know, fun, you know, gift when we are doing and we're pouring this energy to the things that actually nourish us. But we also have this ability to do things just because we can. And so this is, again, a real invitation for sacral beings, generators, manifesting generators, to be really intentional with how they use the sacral energy. Now, a manifesting generator, you are a hybrid of a pure manifester and a generator. So you have this, you have the initiating power of a manifester, and then you also have this kind of sustainable energy to be able to back it up. So you are going to move more swiftly than just, say, a pure generator. So you have this ability to... Um, yeah, move more quickly on like kind of your urges and your desires and kind of these visions. We then have reflectors who are like the rare unicorns. They make up about 1% of the population. And these guys are really a beautiful, beautiful gift to the collective because they are here to reflect, as the name suggests, reflect back to us the health of ourselves, of our environment, of the collective. They really are this kind of, you know, incredible kind of celestial shape-shifting sage that is just constantly feeding back to the collective kind of like where we're at and how we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so that is kind of like the five energy types. We might look at it as the four energy types or the fifth subtype, but that is kind of how we are made as a, as a cool team of humans. And we all each have like a unique role in how, how we're here to play with energy. Yeah, definitely. And, and learning all about this and even doing my session with you I felt like you already knew my life and people listening to this might be like, we already know my life. So why would I invest in getting human design done? But what it did, it gave me a lot of like words and language and understanding about myself. So now I can communicate that better with um, other people as well. And it just what society told me to be. And that didn't resonate with me, but I kept trying to force. It allows me to kind of ease more into like what I'm supposed to be here and do, which is just um, absolutely beautiful. And I asked you this before, but I just love you to share this rare unicorn reflector. Have you met um, a reflector before? I have. So I've, yeah, I've, I've spoken to a few reflectors. Well, when I say a few, I think two reflectors before. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's interesting to I think human design has been a real powerful tool for them to make sense of their experience and and how they feel as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And what I took out, my biggest thing that I got out of my human design reading with you is all about my intuition or where my authority lives in my body. And I only assumed that everyone had gut feelings of intuition because that's where mine is. And I just would even tell people, oh, just trust your gut. Why don't you just listen to your gut? And don't you feel that? And they would say no. And I was like, oh, well, they're just not listening to it or they're just not doing the the thing. So this has just really opened my eyes into how other people experience life. Can you go into a little bit about like intuition and the authority? 
Yeah, sure. And so for me, this was like the biggest game changer as well, because like I shared earlier, I was always someone that kind of like looked outside of myself for direction or could be indecisive about what was the right decision or what was the kind of like best move to make. And so in learning my authority, it's like, well, now I know that I can always truly be soul led and aligned. And so your authority in human design is basically like how you were here to make decisions that are in alignment to you, that are guiding you towards your highest expression. So I think of it when we are, when we are, you know, being soul led from our authority, we are going to be walking the path of energy richness. There is going to be that kind of ease, that flow, that abundance, that support behind our moves. And so your authority can be one of several things. And so again, as you alluded to, everyone is here to make decisions and really trust their intuition in their own unique way. And so that's what I love about human design as well is that we always hear this kind of like well, what is your intuition trust your intuition and so you know for some people you know they might not know what that means or how to connect to it and so understanding your authority for me kind of flavors mm-hmm. the way in which you experience your intuition which is basically your innate body wisdom your soul's voice trying to communicate to you and so before I dive into the uh, different authorities I also want to share that in human design, your authority is never, ever the mind. And so this goes against the way in which we've been taught to make decisions, which is always from a head-based place. We always have been taught to be logical, to, you know, really think things through, to consider the pros and the cons, almost, um, you know, to, to keep your emotions or your feelings out of it and just make it a pure, kind of pure logical decision. And so when we make decisions from this place, it's a real 50-50 I think you're going to, you know, some decisions might support you. Some decisions might just end up being kind of like lessons and and learnings, but um, being able to, again, tune in and tap into your your authority is going to, is going to lead you towards your true north. And so we have um, our emotional authority, which people or who are people who are here to really, you know, trust their feelings, to allow themselves to make decisions based on how they feel. And so the important aspect or the important kind of invitation with an emotional authority is that these people are here to nurture patience, right? They are here to ride their emotional wave till they get to a place of neutrality where they can kind of really you know, they, they will know what is true for them in that moment. And so again, we're very much taught to like make gut decisions to like, if you know, you know. And so a lot of emotional authorities are, de- are conditioned away from trusting their own genius, like to, to trusting their own guide. We then have sacral beings who are like ourselves. And this is that gut feeling. It very much is, um, you know, is your gut feeling expansive is it feeling lit up is it feeling excited or is it feeling kind of contracted is it feeling like not engaged is it feeling like repelled and so again it's quite that is very more kind of like responsive in the moment kind of feedback and so we are here to make decisions based on how we are feeling or like how our gut is communicating to us in the moment a real beautiful invitation that this allowed me to lean into as well is no longer feeling really tightly caught up in having the one year, the five year, the 10 year plan. Because if I was truly being led by my sacral authority, which is always responding to something in the moment, I can just trust that when I just take, you know, one step, the next step will appear. And so it really, again, is this invitation to allow ourselves to really be in life now to actually appreciate the, like, you know, the excitement and the mystery and the adventure of life unfolding in real time. And so that's, um, you know, a really fun 
invitation with a sacral authority. We then have our splenic authorities, which is probably like intuition in the purest sense that we, you know, that we understand. And that very much is like that inner feeling, like it's just like, I just have a sense. So again, a lot of the time, these splenic authority people, they won't be able to actually explain their decisions. And again, that's not really supported in real life when it's like, I want to make this decision just because I can't tell you why, but I just, I know. And so again, it's like, with all of our authorities, it's first having that relationship to be attuned and to hear your own intuition. But then it's like the second kind of step is almost having the courage to act on it because, you know, a lot of the time our intuition or our, you know, authority, we will be guided to from our authority is coming from our soul space. It's coming from a a space where we are so supported. There is like an abundance. There is joy. There is expansiveness. Whereas our mind is always coming from a place of fear and scarcity. And so a lot of the time there will be a conflict between, you know, what our our authority is guiding us towards. And then maybe what our mind is telling us is the perceived safe option. We then have our ego authorities, and this is very much based on like the heart's desires. So again, they just have this kind of intuitive understanding of like what it is that they want and what it is that is going to make them feel, you know, like very kind of fulfilled in their own will and their own desires. We then have self-projected authorities who are here to be able to voice out their decision-making process with a, you know, with another, just so then they can kind of land on their truth, which is always going to be resonant to like kind of in support of where they are going in life. So again, they have this kind of innate understanding of the direction of their life and what is going to allow them to walk the most truest path to them. We then have pure sounding boards who, again, are like they're here to just reflect out their their options, their decisions to maybe, you know, a circle of of trusted friends. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, for their truth just to land in the moment. They will know as they're speaking it out aloud. So being sounding board um, and requiring, you know, you need to voice voice out your opinions. It's not an invitation for other people to kind of chime in and give their thoughts. It's just literally you will hear your truth as you are projecting it out. We then have Lunar Authority, who is, um, which is reserved purely for our reflectors. And this is because they have this beautiful kind of connection to the moon. And so this allows them to um, have their, you know, have their clarity like in sync with the lunar cycle. So they've got something to kind of anchor into there. That, that is amazing. And you can find out your authority when you calculate your human design. So it will show you everything in in this big um, website and you'll be able to see everything and it'll say what your authority is. And then what you've just highlighted, you can dive deeper into that more on Google or get yourself to um, help you dive into that more. And it's just amazing because yeah, we've all felt this maybe even more as women of just like, sometimes we just know what to do and we can't explain it. And and I think all my decisions in life where I've the big ones or the ones that I've leaped the most or the ones that have been the scariest have been the ones where I'm like, I don't know why I need to do this, but here I go. It's just a, I'm all in right now. And that that's amazing. So it's beautiful to like work kind of with your body and not really worrying about what society thinks or what other people think it, and just coming back into your own sacred knowledge. I think that human design is this incredible, again, this tool that allows you to really play life by your own rules because you know what you're equipped with and you know that how you are here to to walk your own path and it allows you to be more sovereign and to feel more confident in not just playing by default, playing by the rules of society and what we're told and taught 
life and success and everything should look like. Yeah. And that question I asked you before, like, how do you live your highest version of yourself? I think that human design allows you to connect with that a little bit more because it's like who you are, it's who your, your makeup, your genetics, it's your, your soul's plan. So the more you start moving with it rather than just guessing or making things up or going with whatever someone else tells you is, is that's when you really get into your highest version of yourself. Totally. And I think that's such a beautiful way to think of your highest version of yourself is just your fully expressed self. So Mm -hmm. it's, it is obtainable in the everyday. It's not again, waiting till I'm like super enlightened or like, you know, these kind of glamorous kind of ideas that we can have about being our highest self, your highest self is who you truly are. And so allowing yourself to radiate that Mm. every day, that is, that is, you know, you living out your highest self. Yeah, that's the goal. So I love this expander series because um, the guests that come on give practical tips or tricks or takeaways that they can, that the audience can listen to and hopefully implement into their lives. What are your takeaways or practical tips for this episode? All right. Well, I would love to share with your beautiful community some energy care tips Mm -hmm. because ultimately we are an energetic body and we need to really nourish and nurture ourselves as one. And so the first kind of one that I want to share is about being really boundaried and really intentional with how you use your energy. And so I always love to share just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. So we always have a choice and know that, you know, life is always supporting us. Like our energy is designed to really magnetize life towards us. So again, we've really been brought up in this kind of like this hustle, this force kind of culture, and it disconnects us from our true power source and it disconnects us from enjoying life with an ease and flow. So allowing yourself to be really intentional with how you use your energy, I think can be very nourishing for you. So you're not just wasting your precious energy source. doing things like an aura energy release. So this is where, you know, you allow yourself to be free of stimulation. So again, being an energetic body, we're constantly interacting and amplifying and magnifying the energies around us. So allowing ourselves to have moments of ultimately solitude, right? Like of stimulation free Mm -hmm. time where we're letting excess energy kind of dissipate from us and allowing our own energy to recalibrate, really coming back to ourselves um, again can be really nourishing. When it comes to like sleep and rest, there is a couple of different approaches that we need to take depending on whether we're sacral or non-sacral. So for our non-sacral beings, you need more time to wind down in order to get a restful sleep. So like allowing yourself to get horizontal kind of as as soon as possible of an evening and, and really creating a really beautiful kind of nourishing nighttime ritual is going to allow you to kind of, again, just wind down, let your energy diffuse and allow yourself to kind of um, drift off into a restful sleep. Whereas sacral beings, in order to get a restful sleep, you need to actually really deplete the sacral energy in order to be able to be able to wind down it in the evening. Mm-hmm. So when you think of sacral energy, it's like a fuel tank. So you want to make sure that there's no fuel in the tank at the end of the day in order to get a good night's rest. So again, finding nourishing ways that actually feel really satisfying and being able to, you know, expend and devote the sacral energy is going to be really supportive. And whether that is like through the work that you do, whether that's like exercise, sacrals, like the hip, you know, um, within our hips. So whether it's like, you know, 
dancing, like belly dancing, or just like kind of moving your hips, hip opening poses and yoga, just ways to help to kind of shift and move that, that sacral energy. Um, and last but not least, like actually just connect back into yourself so you can feel your energy sources. So for me, that is like, you know, breathing, just even just guiding yourself into deep breaths to actually connect back into the truth of you, the essence of you, just reminds you of your greatness, like, and, and reminds you of pace in which you can play at life and that you know we are so supported there is so much abundance it's that there is no pressure there's no rush um, and then also being out in nature I think is such a beautiful nourishing experience and ritual because being out in nature just automatically reminds us of our true frequency and again when we when we're operating from this place we operate with intent with intention and we move from intention so that would be my um, tips Beautiful. Because a lot of my one-on-one clients and a lot of the the moon manifesting membership ladies, when we first start, it's all about like, oh, I don't have enough energy for this. And it's because we, you know, we give it to all these other things and we rarely take time for ourselves to even feel our energy. And actually before this, we recorded this podcast, um, Chrissy just led me through because even I forget to do that. You know, I'm always like, go, 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 do, do, do. And it's just coming back and just feeling into that beautiful source of energy that's our bodies that it's our souls that is our and not just our mind is so Mm -hmm. important so how do they get to be a little bit more a part of your world what what are your offerings how do they get their human design read by you yeah so um come and find me or follow me on instagram so i'm at Chrissy Royal and how you can work with me is that I obviously do um personalized human design reading bundles um i also do human design for children through the lens of um, their kind of foundational energy. So I have that on offer. I also do one-on-one coaching experiences, which is very much about the embodiment of our soul's master plan. So again, it's like one thing to know it, but then the real gold isn't actually aligning to it, embodying it and living it. And yeah, like I said, I can feel this group coaching program, like wanting to be birthed. So hopefully she's not too far away, but yeah, come follow me on Instagram and you can kind of see everything that I do there. Yeah. And I love, and I've talked to you about this before, but I love this, the children's human design. You know, we've, we've talked and we've said, you can't change the things that you're going to do in life, right? We're all here to learn lessons, but wouldn't it be nice to just have some tools under your belt? If I just known my whole life that I was a sacral person or a sacral like authority, I feel like I would have just trusted my gut a lot more and maybe made bad decisions like I have, or made a couple of mistakes along the way, which everyone does, but It would just be from a different energy. And I love this because obviously I'm a high school teacher and I'm very passionate about bringing like well-being into schools and for children to have the tools from a very young age in order to be able to flow with life a little bit more. Again, life is going to be hard, but wouldn't it be great to have the, the tools to kind of work with it a little bit easier? So this is beautiful. And I know I have a lot of moms that listen to this, this channel it's just a beautiful way to be able to understand your ch- your children better for them to understand themselves and to just even just start this journey of understanding themselves is amazing. And even in saying that I'm manifesting right now to get my partner's human design done. Mostly I just have to kind of tell him and express it to him because once I've understand mine and a little bit of his, cause I've looked into his human design, it has allowed me to 
relate to him differently, to understand him better. So not only your kids, but your loved ones as well, especially the loved ones. Maybe there's family members who you're not really getting along with, or you're always kind of opposing. It'd just be so beautiful to understand them on a deeper, more soulful level. I think it's such a beautiful lens to be able to really just accept people for who they are and to really understand that we are so incredibly different and being able to appreciate that and just to allow people to be themselves and in doing so we can allow ourselves to be ourselves. Yes. Beautiful. I'm still learning the human design, like I said, but I've just gotten so much out of working with Chrissy because the way that she explains is just so normal and it's not too, sometimes when you go on the Google sites and you look for things are very like factual, but the way that she explains things is just so like wholesome and easy to understand. And I think that's important because it, it, there is a lot of information <laughs> that comes through. Thank you so much, Chrissy, for coming onto the, the channel. I will put all of her details into the show notes. Have a look. It's definitely something to invest in to have a better, deeper understanding of yourself so you can show up with more energy, more zest for life and and more passion for who you are instead of pretending to be someone that you're not for society's reasons. Um, Yeah, it was such a joy talking to you today, Chrissy. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I've had fun. Yeah, definitely get your human design chart read. (laughs) It will change your life. (laughs) All right, thank you so much. Talk to you. Bye. Bye.